7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabi Somosia. Thank you, Greg. Good evening, and thanks for staying with us on SAFM and for joining us on SAFM uh, Sport Honor this evening. It is Boxing Wednesdays, and we are also continuing celebrating Women's Month, as we've been doing throughout August. Uh, this evening, we'll speak to Uno Zipopel, a WBF uh, Super Feather Champion, as we continue our discussions about the state of women's boxing in the country. Last week, we had a chat with Ubuki Wenonina, who didn't paint a rosy picture, but let's hear from Nozipo, who last fought last month, losing to Terry Harper for that vacant IBO World Female Super Feather title in the UK. We'll also go over to the US tonight to get the latest on Andy Ruiz Jr. versus Anthony Joshua 2. That's the rematch. It's after promoter Eddie Hearn announced that the rematch will take place on the 7th of December in Saudi Arabia, but not according to the champion Ruiz, who claimed that the IBF, WBA, and WBO heavyweight belts earlier this year in that shock win over Anthony Joshua and he's broken his silence today uh, saying that it's going to be on my terms. We're going to bring it back here in the United States. Meanwhile, a few minutes ago, I've seen a statement from Eddie Han saying that he's going to sue Andy Ruiz Jr. if this rematch does not happen in Saudi Arabia. So interesting. But before that, we're going to tackle a burning story involving Safa and Saskok. Our men and women's football teams uh, were still stuck in the country today despite the All-Africa game starting this week and the under-20s are coached by Helmin Mkelele. They play on Friday against the host Morocco. Saskok say they didn't give Safa permission to attend the games because of cost cutting measures and the fact that these games don't serve as Olympic qualifiers. And also there's the story of fencer Juliana Barrett who won a court case against Saskok to allow her to compete at the All-Africa Games. We're going to speak to Juliana shortly because how did we even get here folks when an, when an athlete has to go to court in order to represent her country. So Juliana is already holding on for us and we're going to speak to her shortly. We also have a statement from Kaiser Chiefs regarding unacceptable behavior by Mamelodi Sundowns over the Kama Billiard Saga and I'm going to read that for you um, after we finish up our story with uh, Juliana and with Saskok. Hashtag SAFM Sport On so let's go over then uh, to the U.S. and that's where we find uh, fencer Juliana Barrett who joins us on the line now. Juliana, good evening from us on SAFM. Thank you very much for speaking to us tonight. Thank you for having me. Um, firstly, as things stand, are you going to Morocco or not? I am not. I was told that despite winning that case, the deadline had passed and so I would not be able to attend. So there's nothing that can happen between now and and your first event or in Morocco? To my knowledge, no, which is very disappointing, but I think is also a result of how late we found out about this new cost-cutting measure. Well, I can't imagine how you're feeling, Juliana, considering that you had to resort to court to go and represent your country. How frustrating has this period been for you and this process? Very frustrating. And it, I completely agree. It's um, not the sort of thing you want to have to take Saskok to court for. If anything, Saskok should be a sports body that supports its athletes. And it's very disappointing. I love representing South Africa and I want to continue to do it for as long as I can. But it's surprising that it's actually the South African Sports Confederation and Olympic Commission that is making that really difficult to do. So why then are, not, are they not allowing you to go to the All-Africa Games? Because in your affidavit, you'd stated that Saskok had made the African Games an Olympic qualifier and you competed in Mali to qualify. Yes, so 
it is very confusing to me as well. Um, although it is not the traditional way to qualify for the Olympics, mm-hmm. it is necessary um, for us, especially when it comes to experience. All the people that I will need to compete with to qualify for the Olympics will be there, and it was made very clear to us that we would need to go to Bamako, Mali, to be able to be considered for African Games. So there was a lot of decisions that were made under the understanding that if I met those measures, along with many other athletes and fencers who believed that as well, they would be allowed to go. So it was very disappointing for not only me, but my team and other sports codes to find out, even though they'd done everything they were supposed to do, it didn't matter. And when did you find out that things have changed? Early July. Um, and we had already gone, we'd made the results we were supposed to. South Africa got second in teams, which was very exciting, um, in Bamako. And then we waited a week, another week, and then we were told there's this new cost-cutting measure we will not be allowed. And you know, this is not the sort of thing you just decide to do. You've mm. been training and training and training for months and years. I've been fencing for 15 years. Um, so to have these things continue to happen and to find out at the last minute is heartbreaking. And what's the federation stance on this? Where do they stand, the fencing federation? I can't perfectly speak for them. My understanding is that they are disappointed as well. They want to work with SASCOC. Um, They weren't the ones that took them to court. I was, and that was my choice. But they also support their athletes and want to make sure that fencing has a space on the global stage and we can fence on the international level. Otherwise, I think the future of our sport and other um, smaller sports Mm -hmm. are in jeopardy. And um, I believe that you are willing to pay your own way here to Morocco anyway. Is that correct? Yes, if that's what it takes, of course. And I realize, I want to be very clear, I realize that is not something that's available to everyone. Sure. And so it's it's a tricky thing to offer because I don't want it to seem as though I should get to go any more than someone who could not afford to. But I also think that if someone can do that um, and avoid the cost-cutting issues, um, then at the very least I can gain the experience to then take back to my teammates and help uplift everyone. Um, And if that's an opportunity, then I would take it because I think the the purpose of sports is is maximizing experience. And obviously I'd love to represent South Africa and bring home a medal again. So just to be clear and just to go back, Juliana, after you won the court case, um, was it too late already then or did they have to apply for accreditation for you to go to Morocco and that's what did not happen? My understanding is that um, we confirmed that there was a possibility still when we filed the case that even though we were approaching the deadline, there would be some flexibility mm-hmm. um, in a statement that SASCOC released. They said that they had tried um, to allow me to go and that they were told it was too late. So I'm not sure exactly whom to believe, um, but I definitely think if we had been given more notice about this rule, we could have found a solution much earlier. How does how does not going to Morocco then affect your chances going forward if you still want to go to Tokyo? 
Well, not to make this a very long conversation, but I think that's um, something that worries me as well because we continue to find out about these rules so late in the game. Um, and I understand that the budget is tight, but if anything, then let athletes be a part of fundraising and, and making more money so we actually can have hope and look forward to something like Tokyo. Tokyo is my dream, um, but I qualified for Rio as well and then yes. was told I would not be going um, so I am very cautious about where I place my hope now, and I know my teammates are very cautious about their dreams as athletes because they've seen how it's affected people like me and other sports goods. And for me, the sad part is that whenever the Olympic Games come around, we have to have these discussions with Sarskog, even for the Winter Olympics. I remember the skier, Sylvia Spielman, there was an issue. They also didn't want him to go to the uh, Winter Olympics. Yeah. And then in 2016, I was in Rio, there was an issue with the hockey teams also, even though they were champions on the continent, they didn't want them to go uh, to the Olympic Games. Um, you mentioned the Rio Olympics, and uh, I, I do know that you went to court also. Uh, was that the issue when you went to court the first time? Was it in 2017 or 2018? Yeah, so the way I was able to win this case was based on a precedent set by an earlier ruling that stated that Saskok could not ban me. The reason I took them to court in the first place was to make sure this didn't happen to me or other people. Um, so I was slightly upset um, to see Saskok's statement say this was an isolated incident where they were letting me go based on a ruling. If anything, I, I sued so that everyone else could have a chance to go because I think, and I know a lot of folks agree, sport is one of the things that not only unites the country but can bring people up and motivate them and energize them um, in a way that a lot of other things can't. And so um, to put these limits at the top um, really... I think, hinders the ability for folks to really believe and, and dive deep into the things they love to do. And um, you were granted a court order that said that you have they can't exclude you from participating for your country. Am I correct to say that they didn't oppose that court, court order which then cleared you to represent South Africa? Sorry, could you repeat that? I'm I saying, sure I yes, I'm saying in your in your first case, they were told that they can't exclude you from representing South Africa and they did not oppose that court order, which then cleared you to represent your country. My understanding is that um, the court ruled, yes, that um, they could not ban me. And yeah. so they have not appealed that ruling. Um, no, they did try to ban me. And that's why we were able to get the ruling in our favor, because the court decided they were not allowed to do that. Um, and then, as you said in the beginning, it's just so sad that I have to do this because I, I really don't want to. But I also, this is my, my passion and my love of sport. And I know um, that, as I said before, sport's so powerful. So if I have to be the one to make Saskok reflect about the way they're treating its athlete, their athletes, then I'm happy to do it. So because they didn't oppose that court order, then they should have let you go to Morocco to the All-Africa Games because that's what the court says. Exactly. I don't know what their logic or strategy behind not doing that was, but um, I completely agree. And, and that was another level of surprise and why we wanted to um, take them to court again was to show them that this was against the original ruling um, and hopefully to get them to reflect, like I said, at a larger scale about what 
this is doing to the athletic body at large. Mm. I've read some of their statements uh, that, that, that have been attributed to SARS-CoV-2 and their argument is that they want to send federations to the Olympic Games that will come back with a medal. I don't know how you feel about that because personally having been to the Olympic Games myself, surely the Olympic Games are not just about meddling. There's something that they call the spirit of, 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 of the Olympics where you must uh, participate, where there's friendship involved and all sorts of things. I mean, we all know the big story of Eric the Ill there who couldn't swim, but he was at the Olympics and, and eventually swam. Exactly. And it was an inspiring story, yeah. I think, that a lot of people can look to. I completely agree. Um, I understand that there are measures where we need to find more budget, we need to be creative, but let's do that with the athletes because the Olympics especially is a time of international unity and it's a time for experience. My biggest frustration with that is you need goals as an athlete yeah. to be able to work towards something and to work harder. And if you don't have that end goal, what are you working towards? You need something to drive you, and it can be really frustrating when you don't have that. And what makes us stronger, what makes us able to get medals is experience. So had I gone to Rio, we will never know if I were to have gotten a medal or not. But what we do know is going into Tokyo, I would have had that experience and I would have known exactly what to expect. Whereas this time, if I get to go, I will be going in fresh and I will not have that under my belt, which is, which is very sad because I think that's how we will make all our sports coach stronger and better is through learning and experience. And right now, the current approach doesn't allow for that. Yeah, and I think, I mean, athletes have a four-year plan going to the Olympics. You don't just wake up and decide a year before the Olympics that I'm going exactly. there. Exactly. So what's what's next now, Juliana, for you? For me, I, I have to believe that I can go. That's the only way I can stay sane. Otherwise, as I said, what is it for? And so I am going, you know, my full heart's in it. I'm training as hard as I can towards Tokyo. Um, and right now... I want to go. That's my dream. But I'm also, because of what happened with Rio, understanding mm. that maybe my goal first is to qualify. I just want to prove to myself that I can qualify, and then it is in Saskatchewan's hand to send me. I believe that with this ruling, I'm very optimistic, and I have to be, to be able to train as hard as I do, that they will let me go. Um, but that is what's next for now. We can only, you know, hope and, and pray and see what happens. But I really hope Saskok rethinks how they've been approaching this. Okay, Juliana, we wish you all the best. Do keep us updated. I know you're not the only one affected uh, by this. And exactly. uh, please just let us know how it goes going forward. Yeah, thank you so much. Okay, thank you, Juliana Barrett, a fencer there who can't go to the All-Africa Games. It's not sure if she's going to go to the Olympic Games, but we're going to hear from Saskok after this break. And if you want to weigh in on any of our conversations uh, tonight, please feel free to call us on 0891-104-207. That's our studio number. Our SMS line is 41391, and we do take voice notes on WhatsApp on 061-4104-107. For the story behind the action, catch Tabiso Musia weekdays at 7 p.m. Okay, before we talk boxing uh, to our boxing community, let's give Saskok a right of reply. It's only fair, and let's hear from the acting CEO, Kondisa Nguenya. Good evening, and thank you very much for speaking to us on SAFM. Good evening, good evening, Tabiso, and good evening to your listeners. Uh, there's uh, quite a bit to talk about, but let's start with Juliana because we just spoke to her now, Gundisa. You lost a court case yeah. this month against Juliana. Why then is she yeah. not going to the All-Africa Games if the court said she must go? Well, 
um, upon getting that decision from the court, we wrote to the local organizing committee in, in Morocco and explained to them um, that there's been this decision by the courts. They should allow her and ask them to allow her to participate. And um, the courtier from, from uh, Rabat came back and said, um, we are too late in, in, in doing that, uh, in, in submitting that request. And therefore, they were not able to to provide uh, with any accreditation with any accreditation to participate. And did so, you try any other measures? Well, we have tried uh, uh, all other measures available. We our team is there now, um, and we spoke to uh, to them. We didn't just send a letter. We actually called the, the, the local organising committee and explained the situation, and. Um, um, and and uh, you know we we we've tried every every available opportunity. So we followed that up with a letter. Um, we spoke to them again the following day, and uh, they came back to us and said sorry. So That's knowing it. knowing that there was a court case pending here, shouldn't you have been more proactive and 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 maybe done something before you go to court, just in case this decision goes against you, which it ha- which it has. Well. We can't. Uh, I mean, we, we don't have that that capacity to, to predict what should uh, should happen. In any event, it's not our decision. You know, it's a decision that has to be taken by the local organizing committee. So it, it was not a question of um, whether or not we could have done something more before then. Uh, as a matter of fact, Juliana's name was in the previous list, uh, the the long list, because there's two lists that you submit to to the local organizing committee when you go into this game. So. Um, we submitted a long list of 300 athletes, and then that list was whittled down, and she was not on the short list, obviously. And um, um, so we, in our opinion, because she was already on the on the long list, we thought that it, it would be possible for the local organizing committee to grant her uh, the opportunity because her name had been there. It's just that it didn't make it to the short list because of the decision we took. So then, the court ruled in favor of Juliana because Sasko had failed to oppose a 2018 court order that said that she can't be excluded from national teams. Uh, it seems right. very simple. Why did you not oppose that court order then? Um, I'm still investigating that, so to be honest with you, because I also, uh, candidly speaking to you, I do not understand why that court order was not opposed. That order was, uh, as I've read it now, was not against uh, it was not pertaining to her participating uh, or being included in team south africa mm-hmm. it had to do with the awarding of national colors mm-hmm. um, but it would seem well it does it wouldn't seem it it the decision that was made by the judge uh, went further than just her being awarded national colors to the point where it says that she should not be excluded from team south africa or participating uh, on behalf of, of the country in international sport. So I wasn't aware of that, uh, of, of that court order, until uh, the day of, of, of the hearing, uh, when the team came back from court and said, look, there's this matter that uh, has, has cropped up, and this decision has been uh, taken against us, or we've lost the case on the basis of this court order. I wasn't aware of it, I'll, I'll be honest with you. How's that possible? Because I remember this case in 2017, even Mr. Gideon Sam spoke and said, we'll see her in court. So how then was uh, Saskok not no, aware? No, 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 no. We've had three cases, let's be clear. We had three cases uh, against uh, of Saskok versus Juliano, Juliano versus Saskok. 
The first case, uh, which was the 2017 case, was decided. We were aware of that. That was decided in our favor. That one was aware of. That was decided in our favor. That had to do with, with the, the Rio Olympics. And then there was this case of November uh, uh, 2018, which is the one that I'm talking about that wasn't, I wasn't aware of. So were you caught sleeping here at Sarscock? Say that again, Mike. I'm saying were you caught sleeping at Sarscock that you were not aware of a court order? Was I doing what? Were you caught sleeping at Sarscock? Caught sleeping? Yes. No, no, I'm just trying to figure out why you were not aware of a court order because the court came back to you this month and said you didn't oppose a court order. Yeah, no, I mean, well, you could say maybe the organization was caught sleeping, but uh, the the fact of the matter is that I've 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 been there just for a short while uh, since you know uh, late last year. It's only, in fact, at the beginning of June that I took over some of the CEO responsibilities in that organization. So I wasn't aware of those things. Are you speaking personally uh, from your from your own point of view? From my perspective. From my own perspective, yes. That's mm-hmm. why I'm saying sticking candidly with you. From my personal perspective, I wasn't aware of it. Um, and yes, you know, when I heard of it, I then went to the previous acting CEO and I said, look, there's this matter. Were you aware of it? She said, yes, she was aware of it. And uh, unfortunately, when we went to court against Juliana, she was aware so yeah, I mean it was a slip up on our on our part. Let's not. I'm not gonna defend something that's indefensible. Mm. So yeah. so so talk to us now about the decision not to send certain federations to the All Africa Games. Is it just a money based decision? It is a money based decision. Um, a, a decision that um, was taken by the board of Sarskog. Um and the reason for that, as, as uh, has been um, explained a few times now, is that we don't have the financial resources to be able to send a full team to Rabat uh, to the All Africa Games, uh, i.e., a full team of 300 athletes versus uh, uh, the number of athletes we're sending now. And what have you done to try and raise funds? And and what's the shortfall since your funding was reduced by the national lottery? Yeah, our funding was reduced by the national lottery. I mean, uh, from a previous hundred million to uh, eight million this year, um, and um, we've got our funding from the department and from other sources. We are in the marketplace uh, trying to find sponsors, but you, you know uh, that doesn't happen overnight. You know, you don't you don't just approach a sponsor and that that money comes through. It takes a lot of work. Uh, we need to build the market confidence that we have an organization that uh, is back on its feet following all the problems we've had. And uh, we need to convince the market that that is the case. And uh, we're working very hard on that, and that's what we're doing. And sorry, what's that shortfall? I missed you there. What, what's the funding been reduced to, or from what? We The, the National Lottery funding yes. was previously, uh, in the previous uh, quadrennial, was 100 million. 100 million rands. We've lost all of that. It's down at eight million. That's the, we got eight million from 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 the lottery this year. And do they give reasons for that? The reasons are that the national lottery funding regulations have changed since uh, the Rio Olympics, and um, to the extent that the classification of Sarskog as an organization now at the national lottery is not that of a confederation of sports codes uh, of the various types, i.e. The, seven, uh, the 76 that we have, but we get treated in the same manner as any national code of sport, i.e. football or rugby or 
any of those. So and the limitations that the National Lottery places on the funding for National Federation is 5 million rands per, uh, per annum uh, with a cool-off period every second year. So, so from so, 100 million, you're getting 5 million every second year? Correct. And have all the federations then accepted your decision to exclude them from the games or to cut down, basically? Have they been? Have they accepted the decision? Do they understand? Well, not everybody has, accept, has accepted it, but I, um, I hope everybody understands it, that uh, this is an affordability question. Uh, football has not accepted that. I think that is in the news now, that's yeah. clear. Um, and uh, others have accepted it, but uh, football hasn't. Has fencing accepted it? No, not not entirely. Um, uh, the Juliana case is obviously a uh, an example of that. Uh, they have written to us to say they've got problems with this decision uh, based on the on the outcomes of the Juliana Barrett case. So, how then do you exclude Juliana if there's no agreement, or is it your way or the highway? No, no. Uh, so let's start from scratch again on the on the fencing matter. On the fencing matter, we made a decision about. Uh, cutting down the team from 300 to 153 right? mm. individuals. And that meant that fencing was out of, outside of that. And fencing, the, the, the federation had accepted that, that that's the way it's going to be. We then got challenged by Juliana Barrett in court on that decision, and we lost that case. Subsequent to that, the Fencing Federation of South Africa then wrote to us to say, Given that this is the circumstance now, we have a problem with, 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 with the decision that, that you've taken because the court has now ruled against you. So mm. their complaint came after the, the, the judgment, not before the judgment. And you mentioned that there are three cases with uh, Juliana. Are they all similar? The one that stems from the 2016 Olympic Games also? Uh, no, not really, because I, I, my viewpoint is that the November 2016, uh, 2018 case was not similar to this one, but it, it would seem that the judge has taken a different view to that. The, the Rio matter was her um, uh, uh, fighting for inclusion into that team. However, in that particular instance, the selection criteria for fencing was signed between ourselves and the Fencing Federation. So... Um, so this was not entirely a Swaskov decision. It was actually a decision that was taken between ourselves and, 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 and fencing, and fencing accepted that, that, that criteria and signed off on it. Mm-hmm. So this was not a Swaskov exclusion. I know that we, you know, every time this matter is being brought to, to, to the fore, it is Swaskov. Yes, we are responding to that, and, and so was the, the Fencing Federation. So then, if I understand, she cited us as the first respondent on the matter. Okay. So if I understand correctly, then Saskok is saying that they don't spend money on sending athletes to the Olympics who realistically don't stand a chance of challenging for a medal. Is that the stance? Well, on the Olympics. Yes, yes. I'm talking about the Olympics now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in general, in general terms, yes. But. Uh, one can't make a sweeping statement like that because it depends from federation to federation because we need to compare apples with apples, not with oranges. The, the principle is uh, we should, at the first instance, send athletes to the Olympics who are capable of obtaining medals or performing at uh, uh, performing well. Uh, however, that is not necessarily a, a blanket decision, like I say. We then sit down with with, with the sports federations discuss with them what 
um, the, 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 the their estimation of, of performance is in each game, uh, and then make decisions on the basis of that. So each federation then signs a contract with us on the basis of those negotiations. There's one-on-one meetings that carry on uh, for a long time, and we're still busy with that process for Tokyo now. So you're saying basically then going to the Olympics is performance-based? Well, it is on the main. I mean, it doesn't matter where you're at, you know. It, going to the Olympics is performance-based. I mean, I don't think there's any country that wants to send athletes to the Olympics that are not going to perform. Have you ever heard of That's Eric of, of Eric the Ill? Eh? Have you ever heard of Eric the Ill? <laughs> A swimmer. The reason why you remember him is that he was an exceptional case as well, isn't it? No, it's and not that. There by a wild card. It's, it's, it's not that. It's, I'm, I'm talking about the Olympic spirit. The Olympic spirit says that the essential thing is not to have conquered, but to have fought well. The Olympic spirit can be seen in all those who compete in the Games, not just in those who win the medals. It's there in black and white. We're not, we're not in disagreement with that. We're not in disagreement with that. But let's, uh, the, 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 the ill got into the Games on a wild card. Okay? So he's not really a good example to use in this. But the eel thing. was at the games. But the eel was at the games. Yeah, you yeah, no, you are saying you just want people that are going to medal at the games. Surely that can be correct. Not everybody's no, going to medal. No, hang on. I didn't say that. I said people, the first option, the first uh, uh, consideration is that people, we need to take people who are going to medal at the games. The second one is that those that do go must perform well. That's what I said. They must but, perform well. But what I'm saying is that the Olympics are more than that. It's about the spirit of participation. That's what the Olympic spirit is, is all about. I mean, if people have already qualified to go to the Olympics, what motivation then is there to stop them? The motivation is very, very simple. As a country, we need to make a decision on what is it that we can afford to do. Right? And what is our So it's a financial decision. There is a financial consideration always. It's always it's not the only consideration, but there's always a financial consideration. But beyond that, I mean, before you even put finance into it, and these are debates we must have as a country as a whole, because this is not just a SASCOP decision. We must have this debate in public, and, and we were talking to the minister about this, and, and he's also of the same view that we must have this debate and, and, and agree on it, because we need to agree as a country on what are the things that are of priority to us. What is it? Why are we going to the games? What are we trying to achieve there? You know, are we going there because it's the spirit of Olympism? We want to be seen in the country amongst countries, or are we going there with the purpose of making sure that the South African flag, whenever an event finishes, is raised in the podium? What is the purpose? Well, you seem to be going against the Olympic spirit, and I don't even know if enough is done to prepare our athletes for the Olympics because every single year there are issues about OPEX, there are issues about how they don't get proper facilities and proper training and all of that. No, I completely agree with you. Those issues are there, and that's why we need to have these priority issues because if we're not preparing the athletes well, what is the point of sending them to the Olympics? To sit there and be embarrassed. Oh, to participate against other nations. No, but, but, but uh, we, we, Okay, I'm going to have to move on for the sake of time. Okay, we, we don't agree on this one. Let's agree to disagree. Yeah. Um, sure. Let's talk about our football teams that are supposed to be at the All-Africa Games. Uh, the under-20s are supposed to play on Friday against the host Morocco. Are they on their way? The current position from Sarskok is that uh, those athletes, the foot, those two football teams, are not accredited at the, Olympic, at the All-Africa Games and therefore shouldn't be going. Why are they not accredited? 
because they fall within that category of athletes that uh, are outside of the qualification for the Olympics. So this event for football is not a qualification event for the Olympics. And we took a decision at Saskok uh, earlier in June to say that uh, because of the affordability question, we need to reduce the team size and focus our attention on sending those sports to, 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 to the African Games for whom the games are a qualifier for the Olympics. But SAFA doesn't seem to be aware because their teams are in camp. They're getting ready to leave. They even booked a flight yesterday. Did you communicate with them? Correct, we did, yes. And? Well, they, as I said to you earlier, they don't agree with that decision. So they've decided to still take their teams? They want to take their team, and we're in current conversations with SAFA. We've been in conversations for the last 48 hours now on this matter. Uh, but that is the position, uh, as, as I'm talking to you now. It hasn't changed. Yes. Um, they are of the view that they should be allowed to go. We are saying, uh, well, the decision was made, and you had an opportunity to contest that view uh, at a certain point in time. Uh, the accreditation as has been evidenced by the uh, Juliana Barrett case has been closed. So how do we do this? Um, and how do we revisit this decision? Because it was taken at a different forum. We have to call all of those forums back to actually make those decisions. So it's, it's late. And they didn't dispute this when you communicated with them in June? Say that again? I'm saying they didn't dispute this when no. you said you communicated no. in June. No, no, no. They didn't dispute that communication. So they can't go even though they're saying that they're paying for their own flight tickets? No, they can't go. What cost would Saskok have incurred here? Say that again? I'm saying if they're paying for their flight tickets, what cost would you as Saskok have incurred? We haven't incurred any cost. So why can't they go? If they're paying their because, way there? Uh, that's not how the format of teams South Africa or any team around the world works. Mm. When you send a team to, as Team South Africa, the National Olympic Committee takes responsibility for that team. It's, and our argument on this matter is as follows. We cannot have people representing the country and sending them on the basis of that those teams or individuals can afford it. Mm. We need to take a national decision because if we open that door, then it's a slippery slope uh, where, you know... Where the rich can afford to take themselves. Exactly. No, exactly. I hear you there. And, 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 and others can't. Now, it's, it's, uh, I, I sympathize with the kids. I sympathize with those players. Uh, and I hear what football is saying, but this is the issue that we're that we're, we're, we're dealing with here: is that we cannot use the affordability card as the only way to as, as a way to, to to assess whether or not somebody can go and represent the republic or wear the, the jersey. You know. So what happens if they go there and then they land in Morocco then and they've got a game on Friday? They've been put on the schedule because they're playing on Friday, but you're saying they don't have accreditation. How does that work? Yeah, but they don't have accreditation. I mean, you can't play in the games without accreditation. Any games works like that. Why are so they on the I, fixture I, list? Well, because I think this decision wasn't communicated to CAF by South African Football Association. Uh, and CAF is drawing the, the fixture list, obviously, on behalf of Koja. And um, because CAF is drawing this list on behalf of Koja, they've, they've scheduled them to play. Uh, and it is only last in the last uh, three, four days that CAF was made aware of, 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 of this thing. So was the onus on SAFA to make CAF aware or, or on SASCOG? Because you're saying that you're responsible for taking our teams there. Yeah, we communicate with the local organizing committee of the country um, that's organizing the games. 
and the federations communicate with their um, with their mother bodies. We don't come in between the federation and its mother body. The ministerial task team report is very uh, clear on this, and we've we've done this. We made that mistake before, and we should never make that mistake again. Okay, I've just received a message here that says that the teams are on their way to Morocco, so it's going to be interesting what happens there. <laughs> <laughs> I've just told you now, let me give you some time uh, to gather yeah, that. Yeah, no, it's going to be interesting, but I've been talking to my team on the ground, so we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I don't know how, um, you know, Safa is going to handle this matter, but uh, we, we'll have to deal with it. I mean, we'll see what happens. Look, it's, we're, we're, we're talking. Look, that's the point. We're talking to Safa. We're not. We're not at uh, um, at a point where we, you know, we, we shut each, at the door on each other. So we, we'll have to see. Okay, we're gonna have to leave it there for the sake of time. Uh, but thank you very much for speaking to us, Kondisa Ngwenya, the acting CEO there at uh, Saskok. Donovan, I do believe that you called. Uh, we've lost you there. If you can please call us back, uh, Donovan, there. But we're gonna to get to boxing now. Apologies for that. But as you can hear, there is so much to talk about here regarding Saskok, and it's gonna be like that now, leading up to Tokyo 2020.